Time now for Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. Dan McLaughlin is such a stellar broadcaster that it takes two to replace him. So Randy and Michelle are in for Dan and Scoops with Danny Mac here on 101 ESPN. And we'll be here until 11 o'clock when Rivs and BK take over. And this is tough duty. This is a tall task for us today. It is. It's very difficult, nay, impossible to fill Danny Mac's shoes. And even the name of the program, Scoops with Danny Mac, you have to bring a certain A game with you to provide scoops to the people. Bring it. And here's the first scoop. I know that you got a text. Tell us about the text that came in about the concern regarding Dan's family, and we'll make sure that everybody is aware. Yes, as soon as you mentioned, Randy, that we were going to be filling in for Dan, that he had an issue at home, so he wasn't going to be in today. Immediate text to the text line 65780, is Doug the dog okay? And uh, word is that Doug the dog is indeed okay. So let's not worry about that. Uh, Randy, we do have some breaking news. Uh, Speaking of scoops with Danny Mack, let's give you some scoops. 101 ESPN, breaking news alert. 35 seconds ago, Randy, from John Heyman who's been all over this story. He has. St. Louis Cardinals have no new positive today and tests need another clean round before release from Milwaukee Hotel, but this is very good news. Possible to have full schedule on Friday. Yay! (laughs) That was such a lackluster yay. I know. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm, I'm just, I'm beaten down by this virus. Not having it, but the fact that they have it. I know. I'm frustrated by it. It's such a bummer. Yeah. But imagine being in the hotel, Randy. Everything is about perspective. We are bummed out because we haven't had Cardinal baseball. We are bummed out because the team that we cheer for and that we're invested in is is dealing with an outbreak of Mm -hmm. COVID. Okay. We understand how we're feeling emotionally. Check that for five seconds and think about if you were a player and you were stuck in a haunted hotel in Milwaukee for six days. That would be bad. But let me throw this at you. Okay, I'm going to give you the choice. You can be stuck in a haunted hotel in Milwaukee for six days, or you get the choice here. Okay. Or you can have those swabs stuck up your nose twice a day for six days. But you get to get rid of the other one. What are you taking? And unfortunately, these guys have had to have both. Both, yeah. <laughs> so you you only have to deal with one of these issues. I'm taking the swabs. I've had a COVID test. I've had the nose swab, and it lasts 30 seconds. So you're telling me one minute out of my entire day, I'm inconvenienced and maybe have to, you know, wrinkle my nose a little bit, whereas I'm stuck in a haunted hotel in Milwaukee for six days when it's my job to be physically fit and I have no options other than to potentially throw against a mattress propped up against the wall or do some ab work, maybe find a little workout vid on YouTube. I mean, forget it. No way. I wonder if there's a possibility that you could call down to the concierge. You are a Major League Baseball player, after all. Right. And say, hey, can you guys bring up one of those treadmills or maybe an elliptical to my room? How angry would you be if you were... In one room, and then you heard your teammate next door, and you heard you heard a treadmill <laughs> working in there. 
Do you think they're FaceTiming each other a lot? Probably. Hey, what do yeah. you guys do? I saw, I've been following the guys on social media to see what they've been up to. Uh, Adam Wainwright has been doing some, he's been working on his golf game, setting mm-hmm. up some pretty unique shots for him to take down. Jack Flaherty, as we mentioned, has been throwing a faux bullpen with a mattress against the wall. Harrison Bader was doing a, um, a fashion show of sorts. The guys have been finding ways to keep themselves entertained. They've been tagging each other and things, saying, hey, what do you got? What do you guys doing over there? Dexter Fowler posted a really funny photo of his daughter staring in the mirror being like, having a lot of conversations with, with myself, essentially, during this time. But it, you have to think. I mean, I know that a lot of us have blocked out our quarantine days because it was just terrible. Mm-hmm. But think about it. You still had your whole house to roam in. Right. You still had Netflix. You, you still had your backyard. You still had your kitchen where you could, mm-hmm. you know, get your barefoot Contessa on and bake and, <laughs> and pass some time. These guys are stuck in a, in a pretty small room and they're having their food delivered. It's not like they can, they're not Amazon priming things. They're trying right. to keep things out of this, this room. Is one of those situations where the guys with the contract say, man, I, I'm glad I got that suite in the contract. This is okay. This is one thing I know for sure. And yes, the suite is huge. This is going to alter the way these guys pack forever. Yep. You're going to say, I'm bringing. I'm making sure I'm bringing my gaming system. Right. I, I've got to make sure we've got all the chargers working here. We need to make sure we've got the iPad, the computer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring a weighted vest maybe with me <laughs> so that we can get my workout on in the hotel room. But you better believe that these guys are gonna be packing more yeah. when they travel next. Now. We got the report from John Heyman. No more positive tests for the Cardinals. As of yesterday afternoon, here's what John Mozeliak had to say about the Cardinals' tests. As of this morning, we've had 13 positive cases, seven players, six staff. We will continue to test each day as we self-isolate here in Milwaukee. We hope to be cleared to travel by Wednesday. As of this morning, we have five individuals that have no, no symptoms, asymptomatic. Seven have shown headaches, cough, sniffles, and low-grade fevers. We are currently in touch with all of them, with our medical staff, not only here in Milwaukee, but in St. Louis as well. And the math didn't work there. It actually is eight that had symptoms and five asymptomatic as of yesterday afternoon. Now, you wonder what happened here. How did... 13 people wind up testing positive. You know, original people that had it and, and the contacts that were made, it's, it's, it's all pretty logical, actually. You know, not being a virus spread expert in any, way, any means, uh, you know, certainly learning as we go. Um, as I've stated, every time we talk, it's sort of hour by hour um, and ultimately day by day. But, you know, you think about how quickly something like this can spread until it touches you, 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 you sometimes might not believe it. But, you know, needless to say, we know this is very real and we know it moves quickly and it moves silently, but it can, it can infect a lot of people fast. And as Mo mentioned, it was probably contracted, likely contracted here in St. Louis by a player. Mm-hmm. And then when the players got on the plane from St. Louis to Minnesota, that's probably when it spread, and then it obviously showed itself a couple of days later in Milwaukee. Which is wild to think about because you know those planes have been 
totally de-infected. You know that they have those special filters. You know that they have done everything in their power to make sure that that plane is a safe space for the members of the organization to get on. But if it was, in in fact, passed along on the plane, it just shows you how you could be even in the most sterile of environments and you could still contract this if you're near someone who has it. And I'm pretty sure that the Cardinals have a mask requirement for everybody getting on that plane, and they had greater protection for a lot of people on that plane. So you wonder what the heck happened. Like you say, you you figure the plane has been completely cleaned up and sterilized, and if everybody is wearing a mask and more people than that, uh, other people beyond the mask are wearing more than that to protect themselves, you wonder what happened. It could have not been on the plane. Well, it could have been, yep. you know, getting on the plane if someone didn't have their mask. Could I have mean, been in the clubhouse. Could, could have been, been in, the in the clubhouse in Minnesota. It could have. There's an incubation period here, so yep. we we want to kind of connect the dots, and everybody wants to find the origin of this, which is why I think there's been so much discussion around it because everybody wants to know. They want to use it as an example. Hey, this is what happened with X team. Don't let this happen to you. And I know the Cardinals are doing contact tracing, and they're trying to to figure that out. I'm sure they. They probably already have that information, and if they don't, they'll probably have it soon. 60 games in 66 days. That means six days off, and the Cardinals have already had three of their six days off, and now they'll have missed seven. So, Mo, do you want to keep going? Well, I mean, we're going to do everything we can to try to play. You know, I think the the morale up here is, is, is good, all things considered. You know, I do think people are tired of sitting in their room, but... You know, you got to put safety first. And, you know, ultimately, we, we've just got to wear it for the next couple of days, and, and hopefully we get the clearance to travel. Get the clearance to travel. That would be a flight home from Milwaukee tomorrow, a workout at the ballpark tomorrow, and then a more rigorous workout on Thursday before playing the Cubs on Friday night. If you're a player, you wanted to play before, which is why you opted into this. Yeah. But imagine sitting in a hotel room for six days. Playing baseball is going to feel so great. Right. Just being out on the grass, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and feeling the sun. Now, there have been reports, Jerry Hurston Jr., as Mark Saxon mentioned, the Dodgers broadcaster tweeting that he had heard that there were some Cardinals that went to a casino, and John Mozalek was asked to address that claim by Hurston Jr. I, uh, I have no factual reason to believe that is true, and I have not seen any proof of that. If someone was at a casino, though, that would be disappointing. Don't you think evidence may have popped up by now? Somebody would have snapped a photo or something. Yeah. Or somebody would have just gotten in touch with somebody else. I think we would have more clear evidence if it had happened. There are cameras everywhere. And granted, to go in, you probably have to be wearing a mask. But it is hard to imagine that there wouldn't be more clear-cut evidence if the team knew that he wouldn't say, yes, somebody might. He's not going to name names. But, yeah, we did find out that a player went to a casino. Do you think he would do that, though? Because that would just lead to more finger-pointing and speculation onto who the player and or players were that went to the casino. And if you're John Mozalak, why would you want to release that information? That someone in your organization that you're dictating partly, you're partly responsible for the culture of that organization. And you're not responsible for their behavior, but certainly it's going to reflect badly on the Cardinals as a whole if right. players were at a casino. So why would you even leak that out? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I that you would. And I think that's why... Mo has been so strident in his denials that the Cardinals did anything wrong. It's same with Derek Jeter. Why has he been so strident? Because he doesn't want to out the players. Especially, and we mentioned this earlier in the show, if that player has any market value at all, 
other teams know what's going on, yeah. and you want to protect the the value of your players as much as anything. Not that you don't want to protect the player, you do, but you want to protect the value of the player as well. That's an investment for you. Without a doubt. And I hope that Mo is correct in saying that they have no evidence and that it seems that that is just a rumor because everything that we observed, the Cardinals were, the players specifically, were taking things really seriously. Yeah. Now, I can't speak to what they do 24 hours a day, but... When we first found this out, we had said to one another, it seems like everybody was carrying a pretty heavy responsibility here that we could have observed within the team. So it it would be quite the bummer if they didn't. So for those seven players that have tested positive, Mo, how do they come back? I believe you have to be out seven days, and then you have to have the, the um, two negatives. And then you also have to pass some cardio exam as well. So seven days, quarantined. And you don't have to bother being tested. You're being quarantined. But then on day eight, you have to have a negative test. And then you have either have to have a negative test that day or the next day have back-to-back negative tests. And then, as he mentioned, you have to pass a cardio test because this is an infection that affects the lungs, too. And then you can come back. So you're looking probably at a minimum of nine days from the first positive test. So we have to go back to last Friday for the Cardinals. So you'd have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then if, I don't think, I don't know if it's miraculously or not, but if on Saturday you can test positive or test negative twice and then pass the cardio, theoretically, maybe back on Sunday or Monday. Well, and from everything we've been hearing from Mo, a lot of the players were asymptomatic or had mild mm-hmm. symptoms. So you would think if you're asymptomatic and you're feeling great and you've already had six days where you've been quarantined and you only had to have a few more and then pass the test, that, yeah, you could be seeing guys maybe early next week, right? Hope so. Oh, fingers crossed. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. And this is Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN. Next up, the Cardinals were going to play in that Field of Dreams game. Now they're not. Nobody is. That's next on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. It's Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN. And Michelle, there was news from John Heyman during our last segment that we should reiterate to people, especially Cardinal fans that are tuned in. Yes, he tweeted. STL cards have no new positive today and tests need another clean round before release from Milwaukee Hotel. But this is very good news. Possible to have full schedule Friday. And the full schedule will not include the Field of Dreams games. Now, that's an eighth game that the Cardinals will not have. Ken Rosenthal tweeting yesterday that the Field of Dreams games was canceled not because of COVID-19. The tweet was Cardinals-White Sox game at Field of Dreams next Thursday in Dyersville, Iowa canceled. Sources tell The Athletic reasoning not believed to be tied to additional positive tests on Cardinals. More a logistical problem. Yeah, I was I was reading in the Des Moines Register about it, Randy, and it was saying that they just want to refrain from asking clubs to take additional steps outside their normal routine at this time. And obviously going to Iowa for a game would require them to disrupt their routine in some way. But I would just have to think that what happened with the Cardinals probably was a tipping point. No. Yeah, I would think yeah, so. I mean, and originally the game was scheduled between the White Sox and Yankees. But when the schedule changed and it was East versus East, Central versus Central, West versus West, that knocked the Yankees-White Sox game out of the box. And so they replaced the White Sox with the Cardinals. And 
Now there won't be a game at all, but there will be future games there. MLB built a separate field right near the field for Field of Dreams. So next year, or perhaps the year after that, whenever we get past the pandemic, there will be games that will be held in Dyersville, Iowa, but I don't think the Cardinals will be first in line. And let's remember that the Cardinals this year were scheduled to go to London and play against the Cubs. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see next season, we aren't that far away, whether or not London would even want U.S. teams to come and play there. Yeah, we've been banned a lot of places, Randy, yeah, America, <laughs> America in general. But in, in specifically to the Field of Dreams game, even though fans wouldn't have probably been able to go, uh, it would have been very cool optically to see it play out on TV. Um, you know, in even reading about the construction of the of the park, it's so cool because you could walk through the field to get to the park. It would have been a very special thing, and I'm sure they would have had the players do a bunch of really cool stuff that would have lent itself to the broadcast. And it, it would have just been something unique unique and special for the Cardinals to experience in 2020, but it is 2020. So of course it got canceled. Yeah. And of even, course. even if the Cardinals, if it was logistical problems, the Cardinals shouldn't be traveling for a one day trip. So maybe that's a logistical issue. And if you're showing it on Big Fox and the Cardinals don't have a quarter of their team, that's another issue that you have. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really rough. Yeah, so I think there are a lot of logistical things that go into it. And maybe part of the logistical problems are Fox being able to televise from there now. Oh, yeah. Getting enough people there needed to do the broadcast. Right. Because Joe and John, they're going to do the game remotely. Yeah. But you have to get camera people in there. You have to wire that field. You have to do all kinds of logistical things to get the game up and running. And at the end of the day, it was a, a video event. It was a television event. That's You want to sh- show the field of dreams on screens. So that, I would think, is probably more the logistical issue that MLB ran into. But since they already constructed it and you knew that this year was going to be kind of an audition to see if how how it worked and if it could be something that they could put into the rotation moving forward for years to come, you're going to get it and you're going to see it. It just hopefully the Cardinals will get their crack at it because that would have been very cool. Another situation in baseball that's happened, last week we read the w- word that the Braves had... DFA'd Mike Fultonavich, who two years ago was a great starter. And I'll tell you what, Michelle, when you look at what's happening around Major League Baseball in terms of injuries, yesterday the Braves lost Mike Soroka. He's out for the year with a torn Achilles. And we always wondered whether or not injuries would play a huge role because of the lack of ability for players to get into condition. The Braves are a team that's been hit. Shohei Otani is not going to pitch now probably for the rest of the season. Yeah. So we've, in addition to the coronavirus issues, just got baseball injuries that are occurring that are really affecting teams that had playoff hopes. It's just a hot mess, Randy. All of it's a hot mess. And you think, gosh, we're not even two full weeks really into this thing. And we're dealing with two outbreaks, uh, an outbreak on two separate teams. You're seeing a lot of injuries happen. You're seeing guys opt out. I really wonder what the state of baseball is going to be once we would get to the end of the projected 60-game schedule. And... If you do wind up winning the World Series, and it'll be great for the people that do win it, but if you're anybody else of the 28 teams that aren't in the World Series, I think you and I are both kind of feeling, eh, about it right now. I wonder if everybody is going to feel that way. I wonder if the fan base that wins it even feels a little bit of a, eh. Yeah, I, I would think so. But it'll be, hey, at the end of October... 
October's so different. At the end of October, you have your team celebrating down on the field. Well, you, you aren't there, though. So it probably will be, because eh, you're watching it on TV before an empty stadium. Yeah, you're not there. I'm sure at that point they're not going to restrict celebrations and, you know, you won the mm. World Series and they don't really have to worry about your health moving forward. So they'll probably <laughs> let you celebrate in whatever manner you choose. But, yeah, you don't have the crowd there. What is the path going to look like to get there? What is your team even going to look like when you win it? It just it, it definitely would have had a little bit of a lackluster feel before the season started. And now I think just even looking two weeks in at all of the things that teams have endured, it will feel it won't feel cheap but it will feel incomplete. Right, and you won't be able to have a parade. Yeah. Fans really won't have the opportunity to celebrate. Sure, depending on the city, you might be able to go over and turn over a car and burn it once or twice. Yeah. Most of the things that we enjoy from winning a championship won't exist with the 2020 World Series championship. Yeah, there's a power in gathering. There's a power in looking around and seeing people from your community or people who've really come from all over who are hoping and wishing and praying together all united for one common cause. And when it's you and maybe one of your buddies or your family members sitting in your living room solo drinking a Bud Light, it doesn't have the same feel. It won't. But let me throw this at you. If the Cardinals after enduring what they've endured for the last week, would win the World Series, would it not be one of the greatest feats in the history of sport? It would be impressive, yes. Okay, take it or leave it, Randy. If the Cardinals win the COVID World Series, Mm -hmm. after everything they've already endured, you still don't think it's a better story than the Blues winning last year? Total joy. Once we got into 2019... It was thorough joy. Well, there was the exhilaration of winning. Sure, there were those nights like the hand pass game or getting rocked in game three. Oh, that was brutal. The the emotion was, it was sadness, but it wasn't global sadness. It was just, (laughs) we lost a game. It wasn't human suffering. Right, and that's what we're dealing with now. I, I don't think that I can experience the joy with what we're going through that I experienced last year of being able to go through that run and sit period together because we both lived our entire lives thinking that it wasn't going to happen and having the entire city jump on board. Well, now if it happens, what's going to lead the news on channels two, four, and five at 10 o'clock at night. Is it going to be COVID or is it going to be the Cardinals winning the World Series? Because there was no doubt about what it was going to be for the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. For sure. And I don't, you know, I can't speak to the programming choices, but I will say this. Hearing you go through all of that, it popped in my mind. Everyone's counting the Cardinals out. This is a situation ripe for devil magic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I just. They are primed for some devil magic. I, I would love it. I just don't know that I could have the level of joy that I experienced when we aren't in the midst of a global pandemic. It's hard, hard to experience unbridled joy when you have a global pandemic going on. But having your team win, It'd be great. it would certainly bring you joy. It would just would be a buy, different form of joy. I, I would buy the hoodie. I would get the world champion's hoodie. Why, why do people buy T-shirts after you win a World Series and it's November and it's cold? Isn't the play to always get a hoodie when you win the World Series? No. Why? Because it happened in the in the fall? 
Well, yeah, and you're going to wear it all. You're, you're going to wear it throughout the course of the fall and winter. But if you get a T-shirt, you can wear it seasonless. You could always layer it up. You can wear a jacket over it, keep your jacket open. You can show it off there. You can wear it in the summertime, in the springtime. You can the next year. But the only time I wear T-shirts is when I'm working out. So during the wintertime. Oh, getting your gains in? Yeah. Yeah, right. So for me, if I'm going to be on display, going to work, going out in November, December, January, February, March in St. Louis, it's a hoodie all the way. Here's the play. A hat. A hat is a must for me every year. I I was going through my hat collection a couple of days ago, and I have hats from the 2004 6, 11, and 13 World Series. Oh, so you don't buy it if they win. You just buy it if they go. Yeah. So you would want to wear a 2013 World Series hat, knowing that the Cardinals lost? I bought the hat. It's got the logo on the side, the World Series logo. I bought it before the World Series started. Hmm. That seems like a gamble because that— But I still have it. But it was— you know, in the end, it ends up being painful. Why do you want to have spent money reminding you of that time? Hey, there were only two teams playing. It wasn't that bad. Sure, Big Poppy being pitched to all the time was bad. But being in the World Series isn't a bad. It's, you can never have a bad participation in the World Series. It just doesn't exist. A World Series appearance is awesome. You know, I would like to have Anthony Stalter chime in on this about his team competing in a championship game. Because I really do think that you can have a bad championship outing. I mean, if you're well, the Falcons, yeah, the, you don't say, well, we made it to the Super Bowl. You say, yeah, it was 28 to 3. But I, I do think the Super Bowl, to three. because of its singularity, is different. With the World Series, you're at least going to have six days of fun. And you no. got there. One thing about the Super Bowl. Well, not six days of fun. It was not six days of fun. Well, you, come on. Be, you're down 2 nothing, and you think, okay, we got a chance. And then they pitched a big poppy again, and then they say, oh, we don't have a chance. The percentage of that World Series that was fun was very small. Until Carlos Beltran got hurt. How, ma- how, <laughs> how much of that World Series did you spend screaming at your TV, pulling your hair out? There were some really interesting things that happened in that World Series. That's why I'm saying you don't buy the hat because now you're like, oh, well, no. maybe I need it to cover the bald spot from the hair I've ripped out of my head when they chose again I'm, to pitch to Big Poppy. I'm telling you, there were 15 other National League teams at that time, I believe, that would have loved to have been in the spot we were. As the great American Ricky Bobby once said, Randy, if you ain't first, you're last. And I'm not going to celebrate being last. <laughs> As the great Dick Vermeil, who I have even more respect <laughs> for than Dickie, Ricky Bobby said. It's just as difficult to win a Super Bowl as it is to lose a Super Bowl. Everybody love everybody! <laughs> I'm really letting that one marinate in my brain there. Because you have to get there. Get the, the hard part, the joy is in the journey. No, it's I hate that. The joy is never in the journey. It's totally in the journey. No, it is not. The See, joy is not in the journey. It's agony. It's pain. Then why do we... Every season should be like this then. Then we should only play like 10 baseball games so that we can get to the championship. And then if we only like it, if we win, it doesn't take as long to get there. So you're telling me if the Cardinals win the World Series this year, you're going to look back and say the joy was in the journey this year. Well, there this is a different journey. journey. I will tell you that, and you know this, my favorite all-time season was 1985, and they didn't win at all. But that journey was awesome. It was great. Yeah, see, my favorite, one of my favorite seasons of all time, Illinois basketball 2005, 
amazing journey. The journey was a blast. I can't look at the journey in a positive light because they lost. See, I, I can't, the, I can't separate the then. two. I can't separate the two. I can. That's my. That's uh, a sports tragedy to me. Because here's the thing: Are you going to throw out four or five or six great months because of one night? I'm not going to do that. Hmm. That's where we differ. Coming up next on 101 ESPN, <laughs> you're killing me, Small. She is. She's killing me. Got me wound up. Next on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. All right, a couple of quick texts before we get to your killing me smalls. This one from the 314. Randy, how do you feel about the journey to Super Bowl 36? I thought that was awesome. Now, that was obviously overshadowed by 9-11, and we had to deal with the that pain that was inflicted on our country. But from a football standpoint, when you're watching the greatest show on turf and you get to go to those games every week and watch the, the greatest offense in the history of the league every week, that was an amazing journey. Anybody who was a Rams fan at that point had to love that. And then you have Aeneas picking up Brett Favre and the team picking up Brett Favre six times. Brett Favre in a playoff game. And then Marshall going crazy in the NFC Championship game. That journey was amazing. And yeah, you hated the way it ended, but it was an amazing journey. And then from the 3-1-4, how about the Buffalo Bills? How many Super Bowls did they play in? What great teams? Yeah, they they dominated the league, not just the AFC, although Dallas was really, really good and they won the two Super Bowls. But Buffalo was awesome for four years in a row, went to four straight Super Bowls. I would not feel bad if I were a Buffalo Bills fan. I would feel bad if I were a Detroit Lions fan. I think if I was a Buffalo Bills fan, I would feel. Why do you think they're jumping through tables, Randy? It's because they. They're drunk. Why do you think they're drinking? Why do you think they're drinking, Randy? Because they have. They live in Buffalo. Well, yeah, that's true. They got, you know what? They've got wings and they've got a lack of championships. I would be drinking heavily if I had an amazing team four years and I had nothing to walk away and show for it. I would be drinking and jumping through tables too. The big problem was that after 99 until was it last year, they didn't go to the playoffs. I think they had the longest playoff less streak in the league. So that was pretty bad. But you look back on those four years and say, man, that was great. See, that's one of the things about having really good teams is we always looked back, even at that team that lost Super Bowl 36, we got to about 2013 and said, man, if we could go back and lose another Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I I think, Randy, we do have the best listeners in sports, the BLIS, and this I'm going to steal from the text line from the 618. If you burn the pie, you don't take joy in the making of the pie. The ending was the point. Thank you, my friend from the 618. Well said. You're not going to say, wow, this pie is burnt and it's disgusting and I spent all this money on ingredients and all this time making it, but let's talk about how I really whipped in that butter. Let's talk about how I folded in the sugar and how I pushed in the crust. No, you're going to say, man, I burnt this. The burning is pitching to Big Poppy. See, and I don't get a much, and I like making stuff, but I, I certainly would not get as much joy out of melting and blending in butter as I would watching Carlos Beltran hit a couple of home runs from the left side to beat the Cubs. Yes. Um, we do have some breaking news. Oh, good. We like breaking news. 
101 ESPN. Breaking news alert. Uh, thanks to the heads up from the text line, I just pulled up Yadier Molina's Instagram account, uh-huh. and I'm going to read you a caption from him. Okay. Good morning. I am saddened to have tested positive for COVID-19, even after following the prevention recommendations. I'll do everything in my power to get back ASAP for Cardinals fans, St. Louis City, and my teammates. As I, recru- as I recover, I request that you respect mine and my family's privacy during my absence from the team. Blessings. That's from nine minutes ago. Well, he's prominent. He is. So Yachty is one of the players, the first player we know of from the Cardinals that has tested positive. And this is from his verified Instagram account. And thank you very much to you on the text line for making us aware of that. We As we were debating it. championships here, we missed some pretty big <laughs> yeah, we news. Did. We did. All right, here it's time for... You're killing, You're killing me, Smalls. Me small? There we go. Thank you, Randy. So this is, you know, I want to lighten it up just a little bit. Okay. Man, that's a bummer that we we got that news from Yachty. But I'm glad that he shared that with everybody, me aren't too. you? Yeah. Um, and obviously, thoughts and prayers to him as he recovers. And hopefully he's feeling okay. Yeah. And that he's healthy. Anyway, Randy, I saw this video yesterday and it made my jaw drop to the floor. Olympic swimmer Katie Ledecky. We know that she is a legend, okay? We're talking five Olympic gold medals, 15 world championship gold medals, the most in history for a female swimmer. We know that she's got skills. This video that I saw of her yesterday may be even more important and more impressive than the hardware. She swam, Randy, the length of a pool with a glass of milk, chocolate milk on top of her head and didn't spill a drop. Wow. That's phenomenal. That's one of the greatest athletic achievements ever. I wonder how you practice that. You have a lot of milk spilled on you. Yeah. So did she just one length of the pool? One length of the That's pool. That's amazing. She she has something in front of it recording it, and she you can watch her place it on top of her head, and it's filled almost to the top, and not a drop spills off. Do you know what the stroke was? Was it, it like the... Uh, it, was it like a breaststroke or? Here, let's watch. I'm pulling up the video again. She's placing it on top, not mm-hmm. spilling anything. Dog paddle. And yeah, it looks like just a, a classic breaststroke. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Good for her. I'm impressed. And probably an unretouched video. <laughs> One would think, right? You'd hope. You're killing me, Smalls. All right, last thing, Randy, so we can get to the crossover here. Sports Illustrated, you go to them many times in your in your sports fandom yep. to get great stories. You know that they are going to provide you with some profiles, things of that nature. You didn't know that they were going to give you something to get your gains in, to get your workout on. Uh, according to For the Win from USA Today, Sports Illustrated has released branded nutritional supplements. They're listed for purchase on Amazon, but uh, they've got some whey protein, some pre and post workout powders work in there. Uh, so, you, you never really thought that you needed some Sports Illustrated supplements, but now you've got them on Amazon. Kind of wish they would have kept their writers. <laughs> you would think. I love the fact that they're getting into the sports and nutrition business, but their writers used to be really good. You know, I always would love to be a, a fly on the wall in some of the uh, branding and brainstorming medias with meetings within big media companies. Can you imagine them saying, okay, less writers, but think about this for a second. Pre-workout. <laughs> Brilliant. Sports Illustrated pre-workout. There are some people that do other things really well. I thought that even though it didn't work in the long run for Anheuser-Busch, for example, I thought it it was a nice melding when Anheuser-Busch got into the amusement park business or when they got into the bakery business. There, There were some logical things that occurred. When ESPN got into selling telephones, I thought that's... I can 
maybe get on board, but ultimately you're in the content business. And they understood, I got one of those ESPN phones. It only lasted like six months before they bailed on it. And they said, oh, we're yeah. in the content business. We're, we're in the software. We're not in the hardware business. I'm surprised you got one. I loved it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But that's what Sports Illustrated needs to understand is we are not in the supplement business. We're in the content business, and their content has not been great of late. Maybe they're trying to make a change, but I'm not a huge fan, and I would never, just because it's got the Sports Illustrated name on it, I would never buy a Sports Illustrated supplement. No, it's not. It it makes no sense. Of course you want it. Bizarre. But I'm glad you brought it to our attention. Yeah, there you go. That's your Killing Me Smalls on 101 ESPN. Ribs and BK are coming up, and we're going to cross things over with them next on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. be Rivs and Alex today. BK is out and we will repeat the breaking news thanks to our text line. Whenever you get scoops on the text line uh, or scoops and you can pass them along and this is scoops with Danny Mac by yeah. the way with Brandy and Michelle but we do want you to provide us any information that you get and a texter alerted us to Yadier Molina going on Instagram and Michelle you have his Instagram post. Uh, Yadi, 18 minutes ago, tweeted in Spanish, and we have the translation here. Good morning. I am saddened to have tested positive for COVID-19. Even after following the prevention recommendations, I'll do everything in my power to get back ASAP for Cardinals fans, St. Louis City, and my teammates. As I recover, I request that you respect my and my family's privacy during my absence from the team. Blessings. And so we have that information. However, we don't know when he originally tested positive, if he was one of the original players to test positive. So we don't know what the minimum number of days that he could possibly be out is. The minimum for anybody that tested positive and we found out about last Thursday night. So if you tested positive on Thursday night, you have to spend at least seven days in quarantine. So that would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then you'd have to have consecutive negative COVID-19 tests. Plus a cardio workout. So you're probably talking at least eight days. And because we don't know with Yachty when he originally tested positive, whether it was Thursday or whether it was Saturday, we don't know how long he's going to be out. But as was mentioned yesterday by Craig Mish on the fast lane, it's probably going to be that short of a time for none of those players. Hopefully we see him sooner rather than later. And, you know, as John Mozalek had mentioned, uh, a lot of the the members of the organization were either asymptomatic or only having mild symptoms. So hopefully Yachty's not dealing with too much when it comes to this virus. And they did send all of those players home. Everybody that players and staff members has come home, they they drove home. Jamie Rivers is here in studio. Rivers and BK coming up minus BK today. Jamie, how you doing, man? Well, I'm doing better than Yachty and the Cardinals are right now. Um, Obviously, some big news, and I'm actually, I don't know if I'm shocked or surprised, but it's still something to see a player come out and explain it in completion on his Instagram. I mean, it's just kind of, we haven't seen that yet, and so uh, it's interesting. We're going to find out now what the Cardinals, I guess, have the catcher position. Right, yeah, we'll, we're starting hopefully Friday against the Cubs, and I was saying to Michelle during the break, because I've been talking about developing players here and getting young players and seeing what they have. All due respect to Matt Wieters, who has had a great career, 
but he was available until the middle of spring training in each of the last two years. You kind of know what Matt Wieters is. Why not find out what Andrew Kisner is? Yeah, I think you have to. I think this is a perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, it's almost a free sample size because you don't have any other choice. You've got Yachty who's out for you know a, a determined amount of days, and once he comes back, you know things will be different. But this is a perfect opportunity. Put a young guy in there, see what you've got. There's really not a lot of pressure right now. You know who knows what players will ultimately be in or out of the lineup. I think it's a great opportunity for the Cardinals to see what they have for the future. And you mentioned that you were kind of surprised that Yachty would post this online. I think everybody would kind of find out who was missing from the equation when the Cardinals get back in action. But, I mean, I would want to control the messaging myself if that was me. That's just the way I think about it. And you know you have had some guys, Juan Soto, Freddie Freeman, a lot of people who are names in baseball test positive. But do you think Yachty or Molina is the biggest name so far that you've had test positive? Because I'm trying to think... Uh, of people that we've heard. Yeah, and, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer. And, they're, they're, I think he's the only Hall of Famer that's tested positive. You know, and you know what, he might be a player that has the biggest impact on his team. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. maybe not the biggest name, per se. Still one of the biggest, for sure. But the impact that Yachty has on each and every game. So to have yeah. that removed from your lineup, I think if you did a, a scale on on that, I think Yachty would be the most important guy so far. And we were talking about this earlier, Jamie, and this kind of extends to what we were talking about. It's another great reason to bring up Carlson because you get a chance to view him for hopefully 40, 50 games and see what he's capable of because of the effect that Yachty has on your team and his difference in winning and losing games. Not that you're tanking. You're still doing the best you can, but you're doing the best you can with what you have, and maybe Dylan Carlson fits into that. Well, I think his same theory as the Andrew Kisner is that you're getting free time here now. And so the pressure before that I thought maybe Dylan Carlson would feel in this, you know, super short season with the microscope on him, I think now based under these circumstances, you know, he gets a little more leash and people aren't going to be expecting him to be amazing right away. And carry the team. Any rational observer would not expect the Cardinals to be great. You can expect them to compete and to try hard, but I don't think that any reasonable person that is watching the Cardinals with Yachty out and six other players, it's going to be 25% of their roster that's not mm-hmm. there. It's its not reasonable to expect them to be great under those circumstances. No, and we don't, I, at least to my knowledge, we don't know exactly who else has tested positive. And what if you do have a couple of outfielders that are in mm-hmm. the mix? Uh, then it's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. You know, you don't even have to stutter step on recalling Dylan Carlson. But either way, I think it's it's bonus time to develop this young guy. If he comes up here and does really well, well, guess what? Your decision's pretty easy at that point. Right. If he comes up and he's not quite settled and whatnot, you can always let him go back down right. and then bring him back up casually again. I don't think there's a ton of pressure that he has to be a superstar right away. I think that if he contributes in any positive way at all to an offense that could desperately need some help, then it's a no-brainer moving forward. So what, can I change the name of your show to Ribs and Alex? <laughs> Ribs and Alex? <laughs> uh, for the day? I guess for uh, for today we can. But uh, no, BK, uh, we, we've sent him out on assignment. He's doing some su- super secret reporting for oh, us. Good. And oh, cool. we're anticipating that Wednesday or Thursday he's going to be uh, coming back with some big breaking news. Oh, we like that. Yeah, okay. we're keeping him busy. Have a great show. We'll be tuned in. Thank you very much, Randy. Jamie Rivers, Alex Ferrario coming up. Our producer engineer, Scott Manziara, is always doing great work. Thanks, Randy. And Michelle, thank you. And uh, that wasn't... 
When you find out at the end that Yachty is suffering from COVID-19, that doesn't make it as fun. But overall, we had a good time. I enjoyed the journey, Randy. (laughs) And we'll be back at it tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in, texting in, and being a part of the show. Till tomorrow morning at 7. Have a great day, St. Louis. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN.